need podcast money. I don't have a box. Yeah, we don't have podcast money. Welcome everyone to episode 28 of Is This a JoJo's Reference? Um, last last episode we um, we ended on quite a cliffhanger. Was somebody hanging off a cliff? Yeah, it was me. You were you personally were dangling me off the cliff. Yeah. Cause I thought my boy and my husband was going to die. Butcherati. Yeah. I'm glad he well, let's just talk about it. We watched episodes twenty one to twenty five. Yes. Of part five. Episode twenty one. The Mystery of King Crimson. Also known as Emperor Crimson. For those of yeah. us that have to, or I guess not have to, I pay for Crunchyroll. Those yeah, of you us pay for that DCMA shit. Yeah. You get some real good ones you? on occasion. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, also known as Emperor Crimson. Yeah. That's not one of them. Anyway, now mm-hmm. is the time where we get to have the fun talk about King Crimson. No, we don't. Yeah, it is. Well, we, we, we gotta talk about King Crimson The Stand. Okay. Because probably one of the first JoJo's references I ever heard when I first mm-hmm. started watching was that King Crimson just works. Okay. And I think the I think the anime does actually do a pretty good job of explaining King Crimson's ability. But All right. l- let's hear your explanation. Um King Crimson eats time for sustenance. Okay, that's a very succinct way of putting it. King Crimson is a lich. A time lich? A time lich. King Crimson is a time lich, and he's currently feeding off of Bucciarati. That's actually a very cool idea. Stop! <laughs> we, we, should, we should cut this from the podcast and, like, save it, because, like, now we're putting it out there. Uh, TM, TM, TM. I came up with the idea of a stand that's a time lich. It's mine. Um... It's it's mine mm-hmm. now. I, my OC, my my OC on okay. this podcast. I've copyrighted it. All right, I'm sure that's very legally binding. Yes, the metadata is there. I would know. Okay. Um, hold on. It needs a name. Oh, you're actually okay. Call you're... It dangerous days. There you go. Okay. Great. Now we have evidence. Now we don't need to talk about the rest of this episode. <laughs> yeah, let's just pivot into our uh, back into OC JoJo's creation. Like our yes. own original JoJo's stands. I'll pull yeah. out uh, man research. Yeah, I'm changing mine. I'm not. I love mine. <laughs> I love I love the concept of a time lich. Mm-hmm. And, like, I do suffer from some time blindness, so it makes sense for me as a person. <laughs> I just right. love the term man research. Yeah, it's good. That's also the alternative title for this 
podcast. Oh, absolutely. I'm I'm loving all the man research we're doing on this podcast. I love these boys. We've done so much so much of it. Um <laughs> but uh they're just really 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 drawing out the is he alive or is he not in this particular episode. Mhm. Um we actually start out with the rest of the stand band that on the boat right outside of like right off of the island no one has actually like set foot on it yet and they're talking about they have uh (laughs) mr narancha pulled the like spongebob trick of um hey you took my chocolate uh no you ate it already narancha um now is not the time (laughs) i just gotta say (laughs) there are more pressing matters guys they don't know Um, about that let them live their innocent little lives i mean not knowing that multiple murders are taking place yeah not knowing the boss knows that they have pulled some fuck shit already well the boss jorno well jorno steps onto the island right so this is it's at this point where we are starting to see what like the effects of king crimson which kind of going back to the earlier point is the best way I would describe King Crimson is like a combination of time skipping and um what's the what's the term uh clairvoyance no like when you can see like he can basically see the future almost yeah that is clairvoyance yeah like he's not seeing the future he's seeing seeing the futures he's seeing all possible outcomes for i think it's around 10 seconds is what they say okay. his limit is okay. um but time does not like time doesn't stop like with something like dio's the world um but nobody remembers the skipped time they kind of so he can he can just like rewrite 10 seconds that have up to 10 seconds that have passed basically he doesn't he wants he's not rewriting anything basically the way it seems is like you are going to carry on with your like the actions that you are going to take during those 10 seconds Mm -hmm. but you will not have realized that that 10 seconds has gone by so that's why like in this scene we're seeing like uh the dipshit brigade complain about the chocolates and then all of a sudden Narancha has eaten all of the chocolates. So it, he just he he like took out that ten seconds. Everyone progressed, and then he just stitched two points together. Time is continuing in its same linear progression. It's just you are not noticing. Like for you, like for the person being affected by King Crimson, you do not notice that time has. That something is amiss. So, like, nothing... Okay. Yeah, so that's why, like, Giorno is on the boat... Or, no, Abakio is on the boat telling mm-hmm. Giorno to get off the island. And then all of a sudden, Abakio teleports to the shore, grabbing Giorno. It's what yes. he was okay. going... Like, it's what he was doing during that ten seconds. But they do not realize that... Some, like, that they have done the actions for the past 10 seconds so say 
if somebody were to try and attack the boss and he activates King Crimson, you are going to continue attacking where the boss is, but you won't notice if he happens to move. So he he is taking the linear, quote-unquote linear, process of time, mm-hmm. and he is making himself non-linear while everyone else continues on that one track. More or less, yes. He is... Okay. Yeah, he is, like basically able to see all possible outcomes and prevent you from realizing or prevent you from seeing any, I guess would be. Okay. So he sees time as a tree, whereas, and he can pick what, what tree you're going to go down, but you just think it's one, like one line. Yeah. You don't realize anything. You don't know that you've been tracked. Okay. All right. So that makes a lot of sense, actually. That's why we'll see, yeah, and you will see some answers, like, you know, ways that people try to get around this later. If you're close enough, I noticed in the uh, new opening that we also get mm. uh, a little later on, you might notice some references to that that will become okay. later in on in the season. Um, but yeah, that's just a little... Okay. I sneak peek. I mean, now that we've unpacked it, I don't I get the statement that like Kim Crimson just works, but like I don't know, I think we unpacked it pretty well. I think it was also a thing of there like back when this kind of came out and everything, I don't know if there was like an official translation. Oh, and so okay. I, I think a lot of stuff was getting lost in translation. Okay. Yeah, that it's, also makes sense. But yeah, it's um, it's a weird... It, it's kind of like two abilities almost. It, it, it helps me to think of it like that. Of the like... he ha- He's clairvoyant and he also like causes people to not realize like time has skipped by for them. Okay. Um, yeah, the 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 linear non-linear thing helps me parse it a bit better. Yeah. Cuz like It's like he's just he just put time into like Adobe Premiere and he can do whatever he wants essentially. Pretty much. Yeah. Like that that is the most succinct way I can think of it. Man, a time lich would be so much cooler. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe that's TM, the TM, thing. Damn, 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 Maybe Iraqi already beat you to it. Maybe that's part eight. I don't know. Oh, yeah. You haven't read part eight yet. I have not. Okay. So. Ab- not Abaccio. Giorno starts realizing that, like, pieces of time are going missing because Abaccio is on the shore in front of him, like, pulling him back onto the boat. The cat has already eaten the fish. Mm-hmm. That it was like pawing at, and Narancha has already eaten his chocolate, mm-hmm. so he takes out a phone and calls Bucciarati mm-hmm. and says the boss, like you know, the boss is doing some stuff. He knows, he knows basically, and um, he starts telling Bucciarati like the tracking of the boss. Mm-hmm. 
Bucciarati then gets punched in, like, directly through the chest. Yep, just center mass, big old fist. Yep. Um, and somehow Bucciarati does not die? We also get, like, a really nasty look a little bit later, like, during the fight. Bucciarati yeah, gets, he, like, he shoulder puts up chopped. A fight. Well, he oh gets, my like, God, shoulder yeah. chopped that, like, I'll, I'll suspend some disbelief of, like, having a hole put through the center of you that, like, maybe you'd, like, live for a little bit through that. But, like, that shoulder chop looked like it went to, like, the heart. Yes. It did. Which, like, I'm no doctor, but I'm pretty sure you just die immediately. Yeah, I think that one's important. Or, like, within seconds. Yeah. But, this is anime. Bucciarati's tougher than... Yeah, I'm than... not even gonna question, like, the the fatality of anyone's injuries anymore. But... maybe he Maybe he used sticky fingers to, like zip it back up and we just didn't see it. I don't know. Because that's what he ends up doing through a lot of this battle is he uses sticky fingers to like one get him and Trish out into like the the um into the church. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's when Giorno and the others uh come into the church and are and like try and get them back onto the boat. Um and King Crimson is hanging, like, from a crack um, at one end that I think it's the one that Bucciarati and Trish came up out of. Um, and he says that he can't take on six people at once. Yes, he... Or, I don't even think he says, like, he couldn't take them on. I think it's literally... He could, but he doesn't want to risk somebody's... Mm. Like surviving, he knows that and he like couldn't. Leaking. Yeah, he knows that he couldn't um, prevent somebody from finding his identity, and he didn't want to risk having somebody escape. Right, 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 right. Because the most important thing to the boss is his anonymity. Yeah. Um, which is why he tried to kill Trish. Yes. Um. But yeah. So, they end up getting Bucciarati and Trish back onto the boat, but... Well, first um, is... Well, okay, like, no, the, the guys take Trish onto the boat, the rest of the standband. Giorno stays behind with Bucciarati, because he thinks he's not going to make it. Well, he is pretty much well, yeah, he's dead. dead. Like, he's... <laughs> Giorno like, heals him. Spirit leaves his body. Yes. Um, and then Giorno, like, hears the voice of his ghost. And is like, I d- he's dead, but like, you know, and then Bucciarati starts waking back up. I, I do like this scene of basically like Bucciarati's spirit is behind Giorno saying like, you need to leave because the boss is like literally in the hole feet away from him mm-hmm. and could kill him. Yep. Um, but And then like the spirit goes back into Bucciarati and Bucciarati is just like, I just told you, you need to leave. Like, yeah. not fully realizing. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like, it's almost like his spirit didn't realize that, like, he was dead. Yeah. 
Um, I'm just going to classify it as an out-of-body experience. He's still alive. That's, um, yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so, they, so they'll get back onto the boat. And this is the moment where Bucciarati reveals to them, like, Trish is passed out in the back of the boat. Everyone is on the island. Bucciarati's still on the boat. Mm-hmm. Bucciarati reveals to them that I betrayed the boss, and none of you have to come with me because you will be hunted if you do. Mm-hmm. But I just want you to know that this is what happened and you are under no obligation to follow me. Yeah, um, like there is a high likelihood that we will, you know, I will die mm-hmm. and anybody who follows me will die. Yep. So I will not and, like, yeah, I will not ask anyone to join me on this. It has to be of your own free will. Yes. Um, and before he makes that speech, I think, before or after, he walks up from the boat and, like, stumbles a little bit, puts his hand down on, like, a piece of wood. And the wound doesn't bleed. Yeah, he he says that he must be feeling, like, a little lightheaded after all the damage he took. But Jorno, mm-hmm. you know, thinks to himself, like, that's not how that works, like gold experience put all the blood back in his body he should be a hundred percent and like you Mm -hmm. said there's no blood from the wound that bucciarati has and he makes no visible like you know he it seems like he doesn't even notice the injury yeah it's only when giorno points it out that he's that he's like i'm you know i didn't even feel it i must have been feeling lightheaded yeah wild um um, is Bucciarati a lich? Maybe. Is he being propelled just by, like, the pure sense of justice that he needs to have, like, overthrow the boss? Love that for him. Um, so fresh, so fun. <laughs> Another um, man literally too angry to die. I mean, I don't know if it's anger in his case. I feel like it is anger a little bit, but it's more... I mean, he was pretty angry when... He was pretty fucking angry. Yeah, when Trish was taken. But I don't think that, like... I think the anger is a very, like, surface-level drive for him. Mm -hmm. I think there's way more beneath the surface that, like... We've only scratched. Like, we've, we've obviously seen, like, his sense for justice and his... Like, his desire to, to protect innocent people. Mm-hmm. And I think the anger that he feels towards the boss is, like, a, is a, a good little way to, like, put a cap on all of that. Mm-hmm. And say that, at least for a little bit, this is going to be your motivation to survive. But it's not going to be your motivation to keep going. Yeah. Am I reading too into this? You reading too far into a JoJo's? thing absolutely not who do you Mm. think i am never heard of it um so uh after he gives his speech abaccio fully redeems himself in my eyes he steps on the boat with bucciarati first yeah they're all just kind of like this is a fucking suicide mission why Mm -hmm. are you being a dumbass Mm -hmm. yeah abaccio is like you're an idiot we're all gonna die Anyway, you're my only family, so I guess I might as well die with you. Yeah, that is pretty much everybody's sentiment. I mean, not Giorno, because, like, his only goal was to overthrow the boss. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Um, well, I, I like Narancha's in particular. Well, yeah. Of he's if just Abaccio goes, then Mista goes. Yeah. Giorno goes. Yeah. Narancha goes. Yeah, everybody but Fugo eventually winds up on the boat. Yeah. And I just love Narancha's the whole thing of like, you know, he just wants Bucciarati to tell him, like, to do it. Because he'll do it without hesitation mm-hmm. if Bucciarati tells him to. But, you know, he can't, like... He can't tell you what to do anymore. Well, th- it's this is the one thing that he's got to make up his own mind about. And he yeah. decides, you know, he's too afraid to do anything until... Until kinda... they, like, leave him. <laughs> well, yeah, but... And then he, and then he realizes that the way Bucciarati took Trish in very much mirrored his own like entry into the the stand band. Yeah, the way that Trish got like abandoned, you know, betrayed by her father is very close to how he grew up like with his friends and mm-hmm. how he went to juvie and everything. So, he kind of really related to Trish on that level and wound up yeah. swimming out towards the boat. Baby, <laughs> what a like my son, my son. I love him. <laughs> He deserves nothing bad. <laughs> Agreed. Um, um, but yeah, he realizes that if he stays with the boss, the boss isn't going to care for him like Bucciarati is. Like, yeah. Bucciarati may be, may be a mobster, but he's different from the boss in that he will give people that deserve it a fighting chance. Whereas the boss is very calculating and cold and will kill his own family if it means protecting his identity and nothing else. Yeah, that's the thing is like I think Abaccio says it too of like they pledge their allegiance to the organization, not Bucciarati, mm-hmm. but Bucciarati is their family. So Yes, he does say that. Yeah. And that's kind of what Narancha is too, is like yeah. It's it's more important to stick with your family than just like the organism or whatever you want to whatever philosophical lesson you want to learn from that yeah i mean as if i didn't love this part enough Mm -hmm. i love it so much more because now there's this like found family dynamic and it's all just like these assholes that are just kind to each other (laughs) and rude to everybody else good good like okay so I have predictions for Fugo at this point. I think okay. he's gonna. I think he's gonna be an enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, I had I had a theory about Risotto. Okay. But now watching these episodes, I think that one is untrue. I thought that Fugo was going to join Risotto as part of the Hitman team mm-hmm. to try and get the boss's identity, but. Fugo stayed with the organization. He wouldn't do that. Now, I think the stand band is going to cross paths with Risotto at some point. And they're just going to add another boy to their family. Like, I think it's literally going to come down to, like, <sighs> within a hair of death. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to be like, okay, we are all on the same team because we want to get at the boss. Mm-hmm. That's just the prediction I have. Okay. 
Um, we'll see how that pans out. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hope. I hope. I don't know. Anyway, we're in episode twenty-two now. Um, we get a new intro because Fugo is not in the stand band anymore. Nope. Uh, they are taking a boat through a channel in Venice, and um, they're talking about like they're probably sending enemies after us. Like we are literal enemies of Passione at this point. We have to keep our guard up. The boss's elite guard is coming. Yeah, the boss's elite guard, not not like the Hitman team. Um, the Sex Pistols start complaining that they're hungry. <laughs> the Gremlins are hungry. The toddlers, I love them. Um, and then, uh, Mista's like, "Hey, I'm sorry, Bucciarati, to do this after we literally just betrayed the organization. But can we stop?" <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I know our lives are in danger from the mafia and one of the strongest people in the country but can we stop at a restaurant my fucking little bullet gremlins are hungry yeah um he i think bujarati says something or like the conversation goes like uh what we did took guts and it's time to take care of our guts too yeah cute (laughs) absolutely adorable um second op not as great not as much of a banger I kind of like but this the one symbolism. more. I'm not like super hot on either of these intros this season. Mm. But, it there. I mean, again, as I've said throughout this podcast, every JoJo's intro is the best intro. Because they're all fantastic. Yeah, they're all good in their own way. Yeah. I just don't. Like, the, the song here doesn't whip as hard as Fighting Gold. I don't think any JoJo's intro does, except for um, Breakdown. There you go. Um, because, like, what... Uh, that slaps. However, yes. this this intro has a lot to, to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of see what Trisha's stand looks like. We do. Um... She's so cute. And the arrow is back. Mm-hmm. Um, just the broken half of it that Giorno, Giorno is, like, whipping around. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I I just have a lot of questions, but all of them will be answered at some point, I bet. <laughs> you want to ask them to me and I cannot answer them for you? Uh, No. Okay. That sounds very unsatisfactory. I would rather just headcanon a bunch of things and then be proven wrong. All right. Yeah, I like that plan better, too, actually. <laughs> um, and then they're all sitting around for dinner, lunch, and Mista starts talking about vegans. <laughs> Which he thinks are vegetarians. Yes. Um, the whole fucking squad is so clueless. <laughs> I love them. <sighs> um, so some dude at another table gets up uh, behind Narancha. Mm-hmm. He bumps into Narancha and then gets wine on his uh, four million lira suit. Like just a couple drops. Yeah. Narancha thinks he's an enemy and literally starts kicking him. This is the it's finally this here. The, the one thing you know. The one thing I know, and I'm so glad it exists. 
Um, cause he and Mista, no questions asked like, Oh, this guy must be an enemy. Yeah. And they literally start kicking the shit out of him. Yeah. He's Abaccio, just, the, like, like this guy's real... an enemy. Yeah. Mista jumps in immediately. Abaccio just to the table, just calmly. Abaccio, the soccer mom of the group. Yes. Sips his wine and then starts kicking. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Abaccio being a soccer mom over a cop is, like, my favorite character development trait here. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Yes. <laughs> um, I will not say anything bad about Abaccio anymore. Yeah? Yes. I'm glad. Because Abaccio's he did, a good boy. He is a good boy. I think I was really hung up on the cop thing. Yeah. And I was kind of unfair about it. However. Yes. He did have that tint of, like, we need to follow the mission no matter what. Like, no matter what that means for us and ourselves. Mm -hmm. Now that he's rebelled, that, like, tint is kind of gone. Yeah. He's, like, obviously, you know, he's kicking people in the street after, like, drinking wine. Oh, I'm sure he was doing that before. (laughs) We just didn't see it. Probably. Um, And so... They, like, literally just beat up some financial dude who was not an enemy. Yeah. Um, Because Abaccio stops them, like, mid-kick and is like, this guy is, like, passed out. He wasn't, he wasn't a stand user. Yeah, he's just some random jackass. Just a dude who happened to fuck with the wrong people, I guess. So then they're like, <laughs> so then they're like, well, I guess if he's not an enemy, we should... Like, they just start shoving the food in his mouth, just being like, well, we should check if this food's not poison. And, you know, they're they're right. They're right, <laughs> but they're also gremlins. Yeah. Um, and Giorno is not at the table. He has not ordered anything to eat. He is watching out for enemies. Mm-hmm. And he is also looking at Bucciarati, being like, how are you alive? Yes. You do not have blood in your body. Because we see another cut this time, like, on the back of his leg. No, that's in a couple of episodes. Oh, is that? Oh, yeah, Yeah. that's with Trish, right? Yeah, Trish notices that one. But Giorno is wondering, like, what exactly happened to Bucciarati? Why didn't Golden Experience work as intended, basically? Yes. And why didn't he bleed when he got poked through the hand? Yes, because he does mention that Bucciarati's heart did stop. And, like, how we saw with the spirit, he was dead. Yes. But he did come back to life. Yeah. So. Um, so, did Giorno create a lich? Maybe. Like, is Bucciarati undead? I I think they have to know at this point whether he's, like, undead because he would be decaying. Well, I don't think anybody other than Giorno at this point has even realized. Yeah, they haven't, but like... Like Trish notices later, but... Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't expect the rest of the stand band to notice because they're too busy kicking people. Um, <laughs> being just general assholes. <laughs> Not understanding but... what vegans are. <laughs> um, But, like, I'm wondering at this point, is the boss just letting him live? So that he can prolong Bucciarati's torture for betrayal just a little bit more. Hmm. 
That was a loaded um, little hmm that you gave me there. Okay. <laughs> kind of sus. Oh, yeah? <laughs> um, and, yeah, so Coco Jambu is still holding Trish in the in the little room. Mm-hmm. Um, and, one, I'm so glad he's still a key player. He's so glad nothing bad has happened to him. The key player. The key player. I got you. Um, <laughs> I wasn't even trying to make that joke, but yes, that does work. Um, and they're trying to talk about what their plan of action is when they get out of Venice. Like, what do they do? Um, and Narancha starts saying, hey, we shouldn't drag Trish along into this. Mm-hmm. Because... Maybe she doesn't know what happened up there. Um, and yeah, it's like, at that, we don't like, wanna... she, he's talking about, we don't, like, we don't want to be the ones breaking it to her that her dad was about to kill her. Yeah. And um, she is not in the turtle. <laughs> and she interjects into the, the conversation, like, Narancha, I know. And yes. I, now I need to know why. Mm-hmm. Um, so Trish joins the stand band. Yes. Finally. <laughs> and she gives us, like, the clue that the boss was so worried about people knowing of she grew up in Sardinia. Mm-hmm. And, well, later we find out that, um, you know, like, she grew up there and her mother would always talk about uh you know basically he had a life in sardinia before he became the boss like yes the mysterious figure the boss Mm -hmm. nobody knows his name or what he looks like or anything but 15 years ago he lived you know he had a life So that's where they plan to head as soon as they can escape from Venice. Mm-hmm. And um, they're going to have a, quite a tough time doing so. Because Mista... No, not Mista. Narancha has a shark in his soup. Soup shark? Soup shark! Um, and it bites his tongue. It, like, it, just clean off. Yeah, no, it just takes the whole thing off. Um, Mista, fucking idiot, is like, <laughs> Narancha is like bleeding from the mouth and Mista is like, hey, can you tell us, like, where'd it come from? Where'd it go? Um, <laughs> and Bucciarati is the only person that's like, hey, I, I, I think he can't talk right yeah. now. Um, and the spoon shark really quickly, this thing is fast bites off the rest of his tongue and he starts choking on it well it teleports like it, it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That's it can it can teleport between bodies of liquid mm-hmm. um uh, generally only up yeah what do they say like a couple of meters away yeah two to three yeah but yeah it, um it can change size and instantly teleport between any liquid yep um so, Giorno can reattach 
Naranja's tongue just fine with golden experience, but it's going to take time. Mm-hmm. And if they wait for that time to pass, then Mista, w- not Mista. Jeez, why do I keep getting them confused? Naranja, well, because they they talk a lot this episode. <laughs> Dumb and beefy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Naranja will suffocate mm-hmm. by by choking on his own tongue. So, um, emergency tracheotomy time. Jorno stabs a pen into the boy's throat. Yeah. I, f- I feel like there were easier ways to get that done, but well, it's um, quick, it's effective. I'll leave it up to Jorno. I trust yeah, him. Yeah, I think there were maybe easier ways, uh, you know, like maybe reaching down into Narancia's mouth and like pop- popping the thing out. Heimlich maneuver. Something. Oof. I don't know. Um, and okay. then we see Squallow and Tiziano. Yes. Gay. What makes you say that? Um. <laughs> the fact that they are never, like, not more than six inches away from each other. Yeah, their faces are never more than six inches away from each other. They're always, like, tangled up together. Yes. Kind of cute, but yes. also evil. Yes. Cute, cute with big eyebrow, angry eyebrow. Yes. Um, and so they have the stands Clash and Talking Head. Yes. Um, Clash is the shark, mm-hmm. and Talking Head, um, I guess like travels on Clash but latches onto people's tongues, so it's opposite day all the time. Yes. Um, I guess it can also control the body? Yes. But, like, not fully. Yeah. Um, and so... They... Moving into episode 23, they decide... It would be best to take out Jorno first, because without the group's healer, they mm-hmm. can just off people, and they won't, and like, you know, that's it. Yes. Um, yeah, it'll be much easier without Jorno. Yes. Narancha is just acting weird, and everyone is going with it. Like, weirder than normal. <laughs> yeah, you you think by, like... The fifth time that Narancha says something and then, like, looks shocked and covers his mouth. Yeah. You would maybe figure out, like, oh, hey, maybe something's not right and it's not just Narancha being weird for once. Yeah. Like, I don't know. They overlook a lot of things <laughs> in order to make these this episode these episodes? Yes. It's two episodes. Well, this we're in the second one now. But yeah, they they overlook technically, a lot that Narancha is, yeah. is trying to tell them in order to like. Technically, this make part's Clash still in episode twenty-two, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's not much. Um, basically, yeah, Talking Head is causing mist at a lie. Narancha. Now you've got me doing it. Sorry. <laughs> uh, is causing Narancha to lie, saying, like, the stuff of, like, yeah, it's as big as a pebble, 
or like you know it's as big as a boulder or whatever like just yeah and it, it went over there it's really slow it went in the wrong direction like you know from what yeah. he's trying to say um just trying to get them to like doubt him and think mm-hmm. he's just like playing a prank or whatever yeah and it's not until he accidentally points to the bathroom uh saying that that's where he saw it go that they all go in Narantra realizes that it travels through liquids, so it's going to be able to kill people if it gets them in in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So he 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 goes in, and (laughs) Machio tries to like look in the toilet. To which Narancha just starts like peeing and being like, "Hey, look over here! Look in the toilet." Yep. They uh, accuse him of being a weird pervert. Yep. Like, is he not acting weird for you? Weird enough yet? Like, honestly, I believe they'd be doing weird stuff like that. Yeah. As a bit. Um. But yeah, he, um, everybody leaves the bathroom except for Giorno, mm-hmm. who, I mean, doesn't Narancha like hit his hand on something? What happens like, on is everyone leaves the bathroom except for Giorno. Mm-hmm. Talking head, I think. One of, one of the stands oh, takes okay, the I knife yes. from Narancha and and cuts his fingers. Yeah, he's got like deep. a long, he's got like long tongue because of talking yeah. head. Yep. Um. He he cuts his well. The talking head cuts his hand, mm-hmm. and Giorno says, "I can heal that for you." Yes. And Narancha like starts backing away and is and knows that blood is a liquid; they can travel through it. Mm-hmm. If Giorno gets blood on him. They will attack. Yes. So what he does is he uses Aerosmith to uh, shoot at a pipe and heat it up and then cauterizes his hands on the pipe. Yes. Nasty. Smart. Smart. But nasty. I mean, that's still also like the third nastiest thing. His tongue has touched a lot of bathroom stuff. Uh... Well, just the sink, which is enough. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it would have been smarter if he didn't shoot up a water pipe. Well, he didn't know it was behind the wall. Right. Um, uh, which spills water onto the floor mm-hmm. and allows Clash to bite Giorno. Yes, just as Giorno is figuring out that, like, what was going on and that Narancha could not tell the truth. Yeah. Um, so Clash tries to take Giorno down into the sewers. Mm-hmm. And now, I think now we're getting into episode Yes, this is episode 23. Um, he starts shooting at Clash to try and get him off of Giorno. Mm-hmm. Um, he starts realizing, like, the pattern of how Clash moves around. And then takes like one shot before 
Clash takes Giorno down into the sewers. Clash and Tits are just ecstatic that, you know, they can cut Giorno's breathing and, you know, Narancha won't be able to track him anymore. Mm -hmm. But Narancha purposely got in the way or Giorno purposely got in the way of Aerosmith's bullets so that he could track the gas coming off of them. Yeah, the smoke from the from the bullet. Yeah, the smoke. Yeah. Um, and he stops attacking Clash for a second. He finds Giorno in the sewers, and that's when I think they teleport Giorno into like an aquarium in the restaurant. Right? Um, because then... Yes, yes. Um, what they want to do is they want to eliminate Giorno and lure Narancha into the kitchen because if there are plenty of bodies of water there, they can just zip around and hide effectively. Well, the, the intent of going into the kitchen is they turn on the gas... So that Narancha can't fire. Well, no, he he ha- injures Clash at one point. Yes, when he and goes into the sewers. Squallow. Yes, and Squallow the teleporting becomes slower, mm-hmm. so Narancha can tell where he's teleporting to. Yes, he teleports into the kitchen. Narancha sees it. He shoots the pot that they get into, mm-hmm. and then spills water, which puts out the flame. On the gas stove. Yes. So the gas is running and it's not being burned up. Mm-hmm. So that, and then they realize that we can use this to eliminate Giorno and Narancha. Narancha might survive, but Giorno's the one we really want to take out. Yes. Well, I think they reference that it's like, that's been a part of their plan. Maybe not from the beginning, but at least for a while. Because okay. later when Mista comes in... He, you know, he, he sees, shoots. well, because uh, Tiziano releases Talking Mouth so that way Narancha can shout, like, hey, the enemy's over here. He can teleport through water, like, says all that. They come running mm-hmm. and then reactivates Talking Head so that he lies and Narancha tells Mista to shoot him. Mm-hmm. Because, like, to shoot the stand, n- knowing that there is a gas leak in the room, but Mista does not. Okay. So they blow it up and cause, like, a big explosion, which allows them to escape with Jarno. Yes. Um, it's, um, it's at this point that, like, you know, so now Jarno is gone, uh, and they Squallow is badly injured, and bef- right before Giorno gets taken away, he says to Narancha, "You know, stop trying to track the stand and get to the user." Mm-hmm. Um, which N- Narancha tries, and he <laughs> they they're trying to escape, but Squallow can't move very fast. They see mm-hmm. Narancha. Well- Yes. Um, Giorno drops one of his ladybug pins. Yes. Um, for Narancha before he is taken by Clash. Yes. That's important. It is. I just wanted to put that in there. Thank you. 
Um, yeah, he, he drops one of those. So Narantra goes, runs off, and is looking around, like, you know, in the pier, or in the plaza area with a bunch of other people. Mm-hmm. And Tiziano is just trying to keep Squallow, like, under, you know, without, like, not too stressed because he's freaking out that he's going to find him because of his labored breathing. But they're mm-hmm. in a crowd of hundreds of people. There are people running around. Like, there's no way for Narancha to pick him out of the crowd, even as Narancha is shouting, like, I found you. There you are. Knowing that, you know, and he keeps freaking out. But Tiziana just says, like, no, he's still under the effect of talking head. He's saying the opposite of what he means. He can't find anything. Like, he, he doesn't know where we are. We're fine. And this keeps going until uh, Narancha... Well, basically, Narancha cuts out his own tongue. Yep. With talking head on it. And uses... Uses the brooch that Giorno gave him before he got taken to turn that into his tongue. So he has mm-hmm. been saying this for real or I guess technically he hadn't been but now he's looking for the reaction like the sudden increase in like breathing from somebody shockingly seeing a random person cut out their tongue well not a random person but which also is not a foolproof method because I feel like anybody who saw that would be terrified I think he's going under the assumption that because they are seeing him in shock, like, and and being shocked at what he's doing, Mm -hmm. it'll bring back that labored breathing and it'll have, you know, and they'll start, like, panic breathing. Yeah, I know that's the intent, but I think it's more of a thing of, I, like, if I saw that, I'd freak the fuck out. (sighs) Yeah, if... No one's paying attention to Naranja, yeah, I think except that's, for... <laughs> that's more the thing, is they, you know, because they will be paying attention to Naranja specifically, they are the most likely people to freak out. Yeah. Um, and that's what happens. He finds both of them. He kills Tiziano, who gets in mm-hmm. the way of the bullets for Squallow because Squallow did not have uh, Squallow did not have any body of water for them to or for him to use Clash on until Mm -hmm. Tiziano sacrifices himself to spray his blood on Narancha letting Clash jump right, right in his neck yep um, Narancha, just eternal badass. Narancha, graduate of the Jotaro school of don't think, just brute force your way through the problem. <laughs> just, it's just kind of like, you think, you think a giant hole in my neck is going to stop me? Well, is it? No. He, he doesn't even bother to shoot Squallow. He literally just flies Aerosmith into him yes yes <laughs> we get a really good vola 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 yes like propeller rush 
and then he says volare via. Yes. Go flying. <laughs> ah! I love Fantastic. him. I'm I'm so happy that Narancha and Jorno could do it together. Whoa. Not not oh my god. That was a few episodes. They're, no, you're that getting was Mr. Narancha confused again. Shut up. Um no, that's not what I meant. They're both underage. <laughs> um I think Narancha's the oldest of them. He is. He's but like Jorno is though, fifteen. Yeah. yeah, and Narancha's like seventeen. So Yeah. No thanks. No <laughs> thanks. Um But no, I'm really glad that like Jorno was able to help Narancha figure it out. Yeah. And it kind of even um helps with the whole like uh it kinda of ties back into that thing from the episode 21 of Narancha not being like self-confident in a way like he kind of has that uh like drive to be there himself you know what I mean of like yeah I think he was able to overcome that and like save Giorno when literally everyone else was looking in the wrong place yeah um like he doesn't just need to rely on other people yeah. Yeah. And like he still got along with Jorno's help, but he didn't rely on it to to fix the problem. Yes. Fix the problem. Destroy the stand enemy. Yes. Um and then Jorno's just kind of there. It yep. just, just kind of shows back up. He's fine. And mm-hmm. they're on their way to the next stand fight. Yeah, literally. Um, they leave Venice, and Bucciarati says, we'll take a plane to... Um, Sardinia. Sardinia? Because a JoJo taking a plane always ends fine. Yep. Always ends well. Never yep. a problem. No, Never a No problem are on with there. this one. No. Hey. Um, hey. Technically, there was not a stand user on the plane. Technically, there was not a stand user on the plane. Because as we get into episode 24, Notorious B.I.G. Notorious Chase. Excuse me? Notorious Chase. DCMA did not do Biggie Smalls like that. Yeah, they did. I'm appalled. You should be. (laughs) Um, wow. (laughs) So... They're on the tarmac, hijacking a private plane. Um, Giorno is sensing with gold experience for life energy on the plane. Mm-hmm. There's none. Um, you know, no pilot, no crew, no no stand users, nothing. Mm-hmm. And Bucciarati says, okay, there's no stand users aboard. Let's get going. He has a Baccio roll back the pilot's, um, you know, takeoff procedures. (laughs) And trusts that because he saw it in a movie once, he could figure it out if the pilot was, like, right there next to him. Which, you know, surprisingly works. But, like, Narancha comes in and is like... You know, technically, we don't ever find out if it's gonna work. I I was real concerned about the landing. 
okay, well, the pl- the flight part of it goes fine. Yeah, the takeoff is great. I have no, like, I'm no pilot, but, like, I don't know how that landing was going to go. That Prob- landing was probably going to go badly, but somehow yeah. they would have survived. Um, and Trish, this is when Trish is sitting in the back of the plane and she sees, like, a gash on mm-hmm. Booth Jurati's calf. Yes. Um, and she's like, he should be bleeding a lot more than that. Yes. Um, so one last time, is Bucciarati a lich or is he a husk for King Crimson's energy? Who could say? Who could say? He like... Maybe he is. Is he Maybe a husk? He I guess we'll never know. Well, we'll know at the end of the season, but like... True, we will know then. Um, anyway. So this absolute chunky boy mm-hmm. starts walking towards the plane. Um, and Mista just shoots him. Yeah. He falls down. Full uh, load of bullets right in the face. Yeah, pretty much. Jorno wants to make sure that he's dead, so he goes up and he, you know, uses gold experience. There's no life energy coming off of him. Yeah, they do give and, this guy um, warnings, and he was a stand user. We do see his stand before he gets shot. We do? Yes, there is a brief glimpse of a stand. Okay. Uh, right before Mista shoots him. Okay. Um... And Jorno, in walking up to this guy, says that dying immediately probably was his goal. And Mista's like, are you mocking me? Like, do we need to square up, Jorno? Yeah. Do you still not know your place around here? (laughs) Jorno realizes, like, oh, yeah, no, this is, like... That was suspiciously easy. Yeah, this is way too easy for... Usually these fights go for at least two episodes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he says that. Yeah. Um, and so they take off. Um, mm-hmm. And Bucciarati and Trish are having a conversation about Trish's mom's memories and how she remembers that, you know, they met while she was on holiday in Sardinia. She grew up there. Mm-hmm. Um, they met at this place called the Cove of the Fox. I think that would, yeah. Um, and, you know, Trish is, like, beating herself up over, like, not recalling more. And mm-hmm. Bucciarati, you know, is kind of, like, encouraging her and being like, no, like, this is, we're going to find him one way or another. You will remember because you don't forget just because you're, the only surviving member of well yeah one of the only surviving members of your family mm-hmm. or like you're the boss's only surviving family so not that you need to remember but you will because you know yeah again knowing like it just he knows how to deal with everybody <laughs> <laughs> um and so Giorno and mista are si- yeah are sitting right behind like the cabin air filter i mm-hmm. think and Jorno hears something coming from inside of it. Mm-hmm. 
he opens it up with Mista, and Mista is like, are you pranking me? Like, something in here smells disgusting. Um, and then they look down, and it's fingers. Three of them. Yes. Um, they're arguing about, like, you put this here to prank me. No, like, I didn't he- I didn't see any life on this plane. I didn't sense anything. I wouldn't have done that. And then there's a fourth finger. Yes, it has shown up in the time that it, like, that it took for them to get Bucciarati over there. Yep. Um, and Bucciarati just decides to, like, eject the fridge air filter unit. Yeah, he just like, yeets the entire right. freezer out of the plane. <laughs> um, Pretty sure that would blow up, like, destroy the whole plane, but... You know, I'm not going to question how I'm not a plane doctor. works in that, in that, like, pressure equilibrium type of way. Sure. <laughs> um, and so, uh, we are up against an undead stand mm-hmm. here. Yes. Because, um... Jorno is sitting in his seat and he's like trying to get his mind off of the fact that you know they just ejected the stand user or whatever um they don't have to worry about it and then graffiti starts appearing on the plane and I did write it down yeah um there's a lot of it yeah I wrote most of it down the first one is I want to have a a pizza margarita when we touch down in Naples or something (laughs) Uh-huh. Is pizza margarita like a big thing in Japan? Because it was like a whole ass plot point in Promare. <laughs> Were they in Italy in Promare? No. Hmm. You watched it with me. Yeah, but you've also seen it like five times. Three. All right, we don't need to discuss that at this point. Yeah, that's for a separate but, podcast. Um, the rest of the graffiti. Um, I don't know how your translations went, but mine were mine fucking die didn't. cunts. I really need to get my nose hair trimmed, headed to an island in the south with a girl. Fuck this. We want to go to Sardinia. A corpse is going to eat us. Help. That poor man was tossed aside like a filthy rag. He died with a grudge. His grudge gives it energy, an energy that was first activated upon his death, an energy that even he had never seen before he died. Now that he's a corpse, it can no longer be killed. The name of the enemy stand is Notorious Big. Uh, Help, please, I can't take much more. And then, before I die, I just want one last chance to eat pizza from my hometown of Naples. (laughs) And that's the thing that Giorno last said before the, the, the graffiti after the so the graffiti he reads the graffiti about the pizza mm-hmm. and he's like you know before i die i want to eat it one last time yeah <laughs> and then all of that other graffiti appears mm-hmm. and then the last thing that Jorno said before he started reading graffiti appears so i don't know like what that deal is but the plane is somehow haunted yes and ghost stand I mean, like, zombie stand. Zombie ghost stand. Zombie ghost stand. And I know I've been... I know I've been flirting with the idea of, like, the boss being a lich, but this is this is the lich. This is it. <laughs> um, yes. So, it... It, like... Does it, like, appear in front of Jorno? It gets back onto the plane somehow. 
Oh, so yeah, it just kind it's of on his hand. Well, yes. So it starts off like uh, Big was the one writing everything on the wall because it has attached itself oh, to yeah. Giorno's arm. That's how it got there. Yes, because um, he went and touched the corpse on the tarmac before they got on the plane. Yes, um, it's been growing there, and he can't get it off. He tries mm-hmm. to uh, b- basically. Mista has to shoot his arm off before it continues to grow because it's literally yeah. like devouring his arm. Yes. Um, so I have a question before we really get into the weeds of the notorious big. Yes. But if Giorno didn't touch the the corpse, would it have come aboard on his arm or would it just have followed them? It probably still would have followed them because I assume okay. it start well, I mean it was in the fridge. Like it was in the freezer. Yeah. Um, because also as we learn this thing's I mean, abilities later, it's going to be able to track them no matter what. Yeah. Um, okay. That that does make sense. Yeah. Um, so it... Um, the Sex Pistols being way too excited to shoot Jorno for whatever reason. <laughs> um, they shoot off his right arm. Yes. Like, from the elbow down. And the thing like starts feeding on it it also yes. starts feeding on four of the pistols yeah the pistols got caught like by the thing because well basically as we find out it is it it is attracted to whatever the fastest thing is in its vicinity and it will basically change its speed to be faster than that thing like it can always we don't know how fast it can possibly go but like you know it does catch up to an airplane in midair yeah so presumably Um, very very fast yeah so mista gets caught i mean because his stand got caught he gets caught in the thing he's badly gets caught Yes. In the thing and is badly injured. And Giorno realizes that he needs to get rid of his arms because it, it gets back onto his left arm. Yes. He needs to get rid of his arms to get rid of the stand. He needs to get rid of both, like his second arm because yes. otherwise, like, or he has to sacrifice it in order to basically eject it from the plane. He breaks open a window, mm-hmm. which again, I think would destroy the plane but i'm not a plane doctor um and he basically lets the glass like cut through his arm yeah and which in a really un like unpleasant (laughs) scene uh but yeah now giorno is without either hand which but you know big is out of the plane but Mm -hmm. as Bucciarati explains both his and like both Bucciarati's and Giorno's stands work by uh 
work by like fist. It's like punch activation. Yeah. Punch based activation, which I really love. Yeah. It's just so stupid. Um, yes. I think it's great. Oh yeah, it's great. I think like, it's I think it's a great way to like nerf their stands quite a bit. I use I use stupid as a compliment. I love it. Okay. Um <laughs> It Um He Yeah. And so So now in, in like chopping his arm off, he drops another ladybug. Yes. At, at this exact moment, Giorno is effectively without a stand because he has mm-hmm. no more arms. Yeah. Um, Miss and both Mista and uh, Narancha are effectively out of action due to their due to the severity of their injuries. Yep. So they've taken heavy losses, but at the moment, they believe they are completely safe from. Yeah, they're in Coco Jambu. Yes. Actually, that's another way they could have survived the crash landing is by getting inside of Coco Jambu. That you mean like at the end of the next episode? Yeah. How would he? He has like a A plus durability on his stand meter. Yeah, but that's not gonna like. He's still a turtle. A turtle will die from falling out of a plane. Yeah. Also, they need to like live through. Yeah, the... they do need to like get places yeah they I don't need... think coco jambu is gonna do that for him yeah they need to like not fall into the water yes yes so um for now uh they are safe because you know if extremely handicapped yes um and the next episode opens on Trish reflecting on her motivations versus the stand band's motivations. She is saying, mm-hmm. um, like, my, I want to do this so I can find out my dad's past, mm-hmm. which will help me find out what my future is going to be. Yeah. The rest of these guys, it's, it's almost like selfless in that they don't care about their own future. Mm-hmm. They just care about taking down the boss. Yes. Um, and she's like, I wouldn't be able to do something like that because I like, I essentially, she wants to have a future and she doesn't get that sense from the rest of the stand band. Mm-hmm. Like her end goal is to keep on living the stand band doesn't really care whether or not they live past this mission. Yeah. And then she notices a ball roll cl- across the wing of the plane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bucciarati and Abaccio are in the cockpit with Coco Jambu. Mm-hmm. She is terrified because Biggie came back. Yes. And she is all alone mm-hmm. in the plane. You know, essentially, again, they are in the cockpit, so she is effectively yeah. by herself. In the cabin. It has, yeah, the cabin. Uh, it has broken back in through another window. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And it's at this point that we see that the Jornos uh, brooch, which has gotten a lot of mileage at this point, (laughs) was turned into a replacement hand and is slowly starting to form itself. Yep. And it's Jorno's last chance for, like, his insurance policy for, you know, being able to use his stand. Mm Mm-hmm. So Trish realizes that she needs to go get it before Biggie does. Yes, because it is, like, the hand is kind of, like, moving around a little bit, so... Yeah. Big is mm -hmm. being... Uh, attracted to it slowly. Yes. Um, so basically Trish is now the one who has to save the day. She starts trying to get to it and she um, she starts using the reclining seats which is a really good idea. Basically, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it starts going after all of the recliners. Yeah, she, and she, she uses knows that, that if she moves slower than the recliner, mm-hmm. it will attack the recliner and yes. not her, so yes. she can move. Um, and she keeps doing that, like, as they continue to move forward. Like, she'll mm-hmm. keep doing that until she gets attacked. Like, basically, uh, some kind of liquid there's there's a bottle on one of the seats that she reclines yes and when big goes to attack it it shatters all over her boot yeah so not the 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 speed of the liquid dropping off of her shoe has attract like has outsped anything else in the room so now big is after that yes and it's like got a firm grip on her boot and until the boot just kind of like almost melts off. Mm-hmm. And she's confused by that. Yep. But as we learn, that is her stand, which has now manifested. Yeah. I love her. Yeah. What a cutie. Um, so. And its name is. Oh, we'll get to it. We, we're at there. We're at it. It's Spice Girl. Also known as Spicy Lady. <gasps> Spicy Lady. Spicy Lady. Um. So yeah, oh, Spice Girl is real... here. Trish doesn't actually learn Spice Girl's name until like closer to the end of the episode. Yes. Um. But you know. Spicy lady. Spice girl. Spicy lady. Ah, I love it so much. <laughs> um, so yeah, Trish's power is to um, make things flexible, which Spice Girl says makes them more unbreakable than diamond. That's a JoJo's reference. Yes. We got it one. It's not subtle. <laughs> we got... That's two. That's two on the tally board. We got another one. Um... And so I I love the parallel that King Crimson can bend time, mm-hmm. essentially, and Trish can bend reality. Mm-hmm. 
love that. Um, and in Trisha's stand, like talks. Yes. I don't. I don't think we've seen that before. Yeah, we have. Um, oh what, wait, yeah, the Sex Pistols can talk. What am I? What am I saying? The Sex Pistols can talk. Uh, what's his name? Um, Pulpo stand could talk. Yeah. I guess technically Talking Head could talk. Yeah. Okay, yeah. What I thought it was like, oh my gosh, like it can talk to its user. Of course it can. <laughs> um, though I don't think Star Platinum has talked to Jotaro once. Yeah, they're not on uh, good terms. <laughs> they don't need to be. They just understand each other. Yeah, Jotaro just goes, I want to punch something. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, and then Star they're, Platinum they're on that telepathy. Good. Yeah, Star Platinum just goes, good, so do I. Yeah. Um... So, um, Trish realizes that, um, if she moves faster than, you know, anything around her, she will be able, like, the big will catch up to her. Mm -hmm. And Spice Girl tells her that she needs to get into the cockpit. Like, move slowly, make your way over there, and you know, you will get there. As long as you've decided it, then you will be able to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, what is what is another thing that Spice Girl says to Trish that I really liked and forgot to write down? Hesitation begets weakness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Trish does hesitate and she decides to run for the closet at the back of the plane. The opposite of where... The spicy lady told her to go yeah um and big follows her starts crawling under the door mm-hmm. and then um spice girl like there's a clock in the closet spice girl says that as long as you don't move faster that she makes the the clock like malleable mm-hmm. she says as long as you don't move faster than the second hand you will be fine yes um, and then just stabs it a bunch with a pipe. <laughs> but slowly. Like a vice. <laughs> yeah, wait, I, I actually wrote that one down. Mm-hmm. Moving at such a slow speed, but with the strength of a vice, we'll, I think we'll send this thing to hell. Yes. Um, also very good. Um, Spice Girl and Trish are the perfect foil to the rest of the impulsive stand band. The, the storytelling elements. It's like I've never read a book before. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I didn't, I really did not expect this level of like depth and character building from an anime, let alone Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Yes. I think that's what's really impressing me. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is when... Trish learns Spice Girl's name. Spice um, Spice, sure. <laughs> and um, she looks like a gladiator, which I think is very cool. Mm-hmm. So they... Spice Girl, like, uses the pipe to beat up the big. And mm-hmm. then Trish walks from closet to almost to the, cab- the cockpit. Mm-hmm. When the rest of big catches up to the engine... And consumes it. I really love the buildup of, like, revealing Big. Because basically, 
Trish like gets near the cabin. Bucciarati mm-hmm. opens the door and she's like, "Yeah, no big deal. Dealt with it." But you mm-hmm. like you see Bucciarati is like looking backwards and being like, "Holy shit, Trish, you need to come over here slowly." Slowly, don't turn around. And of course she does. Yeah, like the camera has not turned around to reveal right. it, which I really love. Um but yeah, eventually it turn like the camera reveals big and mm-hmm. it is big. Yes, it is massive. Yeah, basically it absorbed the engines and has now mm-hmm. like taken up the entire back half of the plane. It is causing the engines to like break down and mm-hmm. Uh, and they are going to crash. Yeah, they are in the process of crashing. Um, this is when Trish essentially says, fuck it. <laughs> Bullets it into the cabin. Takes Bucciarati with her. Yes. Still has, like, Coco Jambu and the, the brooch. And then makes the door malleable. Mm-hmm. She has, in one swift move, showed them her stand ability, which is called Wannabe! Yes. Araki just really hit it out of the park on on this. Yeah. Thank you, sir. <laughs> um and like in doing so, pretty much like gains their trust. Mhm. She turns the cockpit into a parachute. Yes. And they can touch down safely with big you know, or so they think being left in like the cabin and being able to just you know consume the rest of the plane and leave Mm -hmm. there is a little bit of big left on abakio Mm -hmm. and um he i think he unzips it from abakio right or no he He puts it on his own arm yes um unzips it and I forget exactly what, but but Trish yeah, is I forget able exactly to. Yeah, exactly what happens. Yeah, Trish is able to save the day. She yep. gets her own Arrivederci. Love her so much. <laughs> That's my daughter now. Okay. Sorry, boss. <laughs> I don't think he. I don't think he minds. He should have wrapped it before he tapped it. That's the real moral of this part. Oh my god. Um, what? Am I wrong? <laughs> well, you know, one day you're just... Am I wrong, one day, One day you're just out there having fun, living your life, and then the next day you're like, you know, I kind of want to be a mysterious mob boss. Things happen, you know? Yeah, if you're Bucciarati, but he was a child and does not have children. No, I'm talking about the boss. Uh, yeah, okay. He like he wanted, I mean, one day he woke up, he was like, Yeah, maybe maybe like the married life isn't for me. Maybe I should try being an international crime leader. It was just like a hookup is the thing. So the plane crash bought the stand band precious time. Mm-hmm. Um at least a little bit of it. Because the boss is in like a hotel or like a flat that he's renting and he is furiously like hackers level typing on this laptop. Mm-hmm. Um, he 
realizes that when they raided, like when his men raided the apartment that Trish and her mother lived in, they almost missed a picture um, that he took on the vacation where they met. Yes. And sooner or later, Trish is going to remember that picture because Mm -hmm. she's seen it often. And she's going to find out that, or she's going to like realize that her father took that picture. Yes. And that Moody Blues will be able to recall that moment Mm -hmm. and they will gain his identity through that. So he decides he's going to finish the job himself. Yes. And then the cleaning lady walks in on him. I felt really bad for her because I thought she was going to die. But no, time just gets um, blipped out. Yeah. She she walks in. She's like, can I clean your room? But he's already gone by the time normal time resumes. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of the five episodes. That was a lot. I'm it was. honestly so glad that we did not end on a major cliffhanger. Like, I can deal with the boss, like threatening to like go and finish the job himself i can deal with that what i don't want to deal with is like another major character death cliffhanger yes that we have had two episodes of now (laughs) um both bucciarati yeah both bucciarati yeah both bucciarati yes what Alrighty. Oh, good times. Well, I mean, not for Bucciarati, but... Uh, yeah. Or for you, I guess. I'm having a lot of fun. Are you? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, next episode, we're gonna do another five episodes. It's gonna be mm-hmm. um, 26 to 30. Yes. And then after that, we have two episodes left. Of the podcast. Of the podcast. Um, there's no more JoJo's to reference. There's no more JoJo's to reference. Um, yeah. Yeah. We're, I, we're going to have to figure out what we're going to do. Yeah. With our uh, lives, uh, I mean. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Well, um, I don't want this to end. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't want this part to end. I could keep watching just like hundreds of episodes of filler forever. Yeah, I would watch I like six a... episodes of them trying to figure out what vegetarians can eat. Yes. Um, I honestly, like, I would love a Dragon Ball Z level of filler from this part only. Oh, boy. Oh, you, you don't know. His license. You don't. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> please no actually you know that'd be fun yeah that would be fun um but unfortunately okay. we don't get that yeah but what we do get is another five episodes in two weeks in two weeks it's gonna be a okay. good time we're gonna learn um, might yeah. even learn a little bit more about the boss Ooh, might excited. learn a lot more about the boss oh another thing about um risotto he's in the intro he's that little purple dude yes um, okay. That just that just gives my theory a bit more credibility that he's going to pop back up. We have not seen the last of him. We have certainly not. Um, I mean, looking like that, you're not going to see him twice in a JoJo's? No. Oh, no. 
Um, so yeah, um, we'll be back in two weeks. You are welcome to support our show or um, look into supporting your community somehow if you choose to use your money that way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. You can find the link in our description to support our show. It starts at a dollar a month. Just um, one. Just one dollar. So thank you very much. Go do your homework and we'll be back in two weeks. Spicy lady. <laughs> Get back!